Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, Exhortation to the Faithful, Part 2. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, we also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Last week, we noted in our episode titled, Exhortation to the Faithful, Part 1, May 22nd, we are to strive to be found at peace without spot or blemish when? When you come into His, meaning Christ, when you come into His presence. In today's world, we come into His presence when we pray and praise Him. Not that we are ever out of His presence, given His vast presence. We come into a closer presence, though, when we pray and praise Him, when we worship Him in song or other ways. We come more fully into His presence than we are when we execute our everyday lives, consumed with work and shopping, to name two things of many that keep us busy enough that we may not know we are in His presence. So, we can wonder, since we see through a glass dimly, according to Scripture, given what is going on in the world today, is any of it a sign that... To find out more, listen to our previous episode titled, Exhortation to the Faithful, Part 1. Today, I will reread our scripture passage, even though we will be studying verses 16 through 18. I want to keep the continuity of this passage. Our scripture reads, Therefore, dear friends, since you are waiting for these things, strive to be found at peace, without spot or blemish, when you come into His presence, and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation just as also our dear brother Paul wrote to you, according to the wisdom given to him, speaking of these things in all his letters. Some things in these letters are hard to understand, things the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction, as they also do to the rest of the scriptures. Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned be on your guard that you do not get led astray by the error of these unprincipled men and fall from your firm grasp on the truth. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To Him be the honor, both now and on that eternal day. From Free Version of New English Translation with Limited Notes, Second Peter chapter 3 verses 14 through 18. Verse 16 finishes one thought from verse 15. Some explanation of his thought is now the next sentence in verse 16, where we will start this week. Verse 16 says three things in this second sentence, which reads, 
Some things in these letters are hard to understand, things the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction, as they do to the rest of the scriptures. Let us examine these three things noted by breaking out the three thoughts. 1. Some things in these letters are hard to understand. 2. Things the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction. 3. As they also do to the rest of the scriptures. So, first, and very obvious to us today, some things in these letters are hard to understand. I have found this true about scripture my entire saved life of more than 44 years in Christ. Today, though, we have some advantages that have not existed before personal computers. With computers, and now smartphones, that allow us to do many things we used to do only on a computer and by other means, we can now study our Bibles in deeper and even more immediate ways. Some applications are free and others cost money. Nonetheless, know that you have an option that did not exist to others in my lifetime. If you have access to a computer, there are many cost-free means for your ability to study God's Word that did not exist, as I said, in my lifetime. So, look around and avail yourself of the tools that are available to all of us. This is only one way we can take some of these letters, scriptures, that are hard to understand and take some of the hardness, difficulty, out of learning them. If we simply read our Bibles without any help to fully understand what our Bibles say, we are left only to how our own mind interprets Scripture, which is not a good thing. At the very least, this is one part of how some things in these letters are hard to understand. These things we find hard to understand are also used by what commentary calls ignorant and unstable people. They manipulate the hard-to-understand things of God's Word, the Bible, to their own destruction. Whose destruction? Not the destruction of God's people they have deceived, but, notice, the Bible contains things the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction. Those who are ignorant and unstable in living for God and teaching the things of God found in His Word twist to their own destruction. Please note, I am being intentionally emphatic. I want you to understand this. Notice further how point three fits with point two. Point three, as they also do to the rest of the scriptures. So, it is not just specific scriptures or portions of scripture. It is all scripture. While this is bad enough, notice how the book of Revelation ends. Like no other book in the Bible because of its revelatory message contained within that book. The final chapter, 22, ends this way. 
I testify to the one who hears the words of the prophecy contained in this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of this book of prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city that are described in this book. The one who testifies to these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. So, altering what Scripture says is not a good thing, especially if you daringly alter Bible prophecy found in the book of Revelation. But I digress. Continuing. We should back up a bit and review why Paul is mentioned here in Peter's writings. The true construction, so far as the evidence goes, is to refer it not directly to the apostles, but to the things of which Peter says Paul wrote. That is, not to the style and language of Paul, but to the great truths and doctrines which he taught. Those doctrines were indeed contained in his epistles, but still, according to their fair construction of the passage before us, Peter should not be understood as accusing Paul of obscurity of style. He refers not to the difficulty of understanding what Paul meant, but to the difficulty of comprehending the great truths which he taught. This is generally, the greatest difficulty in regard to the statements of Paul. From Barnes' New Testament Notes Now, we want to note seven things to help us better understand what Peter is telling us. Things pertaining to high and difficult subjects and which are not easy to be comprehended. Peter does not call in question the truth of what Paul had written. He does not intimate that he himself would differ from him. His language is rather that which a man would use who regarded the writings to which he referred as true, and what he says here is an honorable testimony to the authority of Paul. It may be added, 1. That Peter does not say that all the doctrines of the Bible, or even all the doctrines of Paul, are hard to be understood, or that nothing is plain. 2. He says nothing about withholding the Bible, or even the writings of Paul, from the mass of Christians, on the ground of the difficulty of understanding the Scriptures, nor does he intimate that was the design of the author, capital A in author, the author of the Bible. 3. It is perfectly manifest from this very passage that the writings of Paul were in fact in the hands of the people, else how could they rest and pervert them? 4. Peter says nothing about an infallible interpreter of any kind, nor does he intimate that either he or his, quote, successors, end quote, were authorized to interpret them for the church. 5. 
with what propriety can the pretended successor of Peter, Pope, small letter P, meaning a parish priest, undertake to expound those difficult doctrines in the writings of Paul when even Peter himself did not undertake it and when he did not profess to be able to comprehend them? Is the Pope, the parish priest, more skilled in the knowledge of divine things than the Apostle Peter? Is he better qualified to interpret the sacred writings than an inspired apostle was? 6. Those portions of the writings of Paul for anything that appears to the contrary are just as, quote, hard to be understood, end quote, now as they were before the, quote, infallible, end quote, church undertook to explain them. The world is little indebted to any claims of infallibility in explaining the meaning of tile oracles of God. It remains yet to be seen that any portion of the Bible has been made clearer by any mere authoritative explanation. 7. And it should be added that without any such exposition, the humble inquirer after truth may find enough in the Bible to guide his feet in the paths of salvation. No one ever approached the sacred scriptures with a teachable heart who did not find them, quote, able to make him wise unto salvation, end quote. From Barnes' New Testament Notes. We should look at a few of these seven comments from Barnes' New Testament notes. First, Peter does not say that all the doctrines of the Bible, or even all the doctrines of Paul, are hard to be understood, or that nothing is plain. Notice this comment. Not all the doctrines of the Bible, or even all the doctrines of Paul, are hard to be understood. Yet, Barnes told us also, or that nothing is plain, meaning more easily, correctly, understood by the one who hears or reads God's word. For us today, there is our dilemma. Not all, but some doctrines of the Bible are hard to understand, while other doctrines are more easily understood. This is why we cannot simply read our Bible and take what it says at first read without any help, as I previously mentioned. We can believe this because he says nothing about withholding the Bible or even the writings of Paul from the mass of Christians on the ground of the difficulty of understanding the Scriptures, nor does he intimate that was the design of the author again, capital A, of the Bible. So, there you have it. Despite any difficulty one may have with understanding the writings contained in the Bible, it is not to be withheld. Meaning, we are not to resign our studying the Bible just because a fair sum of it is difficult, nor are we to withhold teachings of the Bible from others. This is supported with, it is perfectly manifest from this very passage that the writings of Paul 
were in fact in the hands of the people. Else, how could they rest and pervert them? There it is. If the Bible was somehow withheld, then how could others possess God's word so they could pervert it? History has shown us that if someone or a group of people want to hide something from the rest of the world, it can be done. By example, it is rumored that the Knights Templar found the Ark of the Covenant. They removed it, traveled with it, and buried it on Oak Island in Canada. We have no physical proof, meaning we cannot touch and see it exists, at least not yet. We only know of it from the Bible's writings and, at present, suspicious historical rumor, as I just mentioned, about it being moved to Canada. You will not find that in your Bibles, hence my suspicions. Lastly, we should note that it should be added that without any such exposition, the humble inquirer after truth may find enough in the Bible to guide his feet in the paths of salvation. No one ever approached the sacred scriptures with a teachable heart who did not find them, quote, able to make him wise unto salvation, end quote. I think that is plainly said. Verse 17 reads, Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard that you do not get led astray by the error of these unprincipled men and fall from your firm grasp on the truth. Notice what this verse says. Mature men and women of God have a firm grasp on the truth. Quote unquote. They are encouraged to, quote, be on their guard that they do not get led astray by the error of these unprincipled men and today women. Again, the word men, meaning both men and women. Notice specifically, Peter reminds his readers, quote, You have been forewarned, end quote. We also, today, have been forewarned. Even if not in Peter's writings, other passages of the Bible have warned us as well about these and other things. So, even in Peter's day, there was enough of the Bible already written that through the reading of one's Bible, they too were forewarned, if not in voice or writing, by someone like Peter. I will close this final examination of first and now second Peter with this last verse. It speaks to us by itself. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the honor both now and on that eternal day. Next week we will start our summer series for 2022. This will be more in keeping with our normal time frame for our summer series. We are going to examine what is frequently referenced as the second coming of Christ or 
the rapture of the church. Using either title to describe the same event is not correct. Join us next week as we start to find out why. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. Also, please check our show notes for links to our website and other information you may want to know. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched, currently an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. God bless you all. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners and new listeners. Thank you all so much. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to Be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. If you go to our internet homepage, under the podcast menu item, you can find many popular podcast platforms we are found on. So, you should be able to find us on a platform you like. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sunday's U.S. East Coast time zone. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh, many sooner than others. Our website is located at this internet address, unchurched.site123.me. Now, may our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God our Father, who loved us and by grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good thing you do or say. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.